Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Joining us a little bit later, we have none other than Sharon Reed, news host and contributor, TBT Sports. Should be a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day, Donald Trump admits to everything, not only in interviews, but on tape. As I said, they have a tape. Now the tape, at least one of them, has been leaked. Here it is. These are bad, sick people. That was was your coup, you know, against you. Well, it started right at the beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were gonna try to do a coup. No, they they were trying to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right, trying to overthrow your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that, I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack. Iran, isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers, this thing just came up, look. This was him. They presented me this, this is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some, this was him. This wasn't done by me, this was him. All sorts of stuff, it's pages long, look. Mm. Wait a minute, let's see here. Yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm -hmm. Except it is like highly confidential (laughs) secret. This is secret information. Look look at this. You attack. Hillary would print that out all the time, you know. She'd send it it to Anthony Weiner, the pervert. Um, By the way, isn't that incredible? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. And you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what? These are the papers. This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably. Right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to Declassify. figure out. A, a, yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified. Yeah. It. Now I can't. You know, but this is. Yeah. Now, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. I mean, it's so. I'm look. We here and I have. And you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe it's incredible, it. right? No, they, hey, bring they some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. As I said on day one, Donald Trump has been recorded since being ex-president Donald Trump. This leak is not the most egregious thing they have on record. This is a warning shot. What Trump has not realized is that there's a reason the federal government has not sought a gag order against him. It is because as long as he's able to talk ish, the government can too. You see, this will be the first of multiple leaks that come as we get closer to a trial. Perhaps it transforms the mind of Donald Trump, perhaps not. But I will say this, he made a few quotes that he directly contradicts in interviews. Number one, he says this was the Defense Department in that recording. He then says during an interview prior that basically it's just a bunch of newspapers. There's no document. He also says in this recording as president, I could have declassified, which contradicts directly his affirmative defense that all of these documents were in fact already declassified by him. As I said before, declassification is for us, it's for the public. If something is declassified, it's declassified 
so that we can have access to it. It then becomes a public record. If he declassified it, there's no need for him to say it is in fact declassified. And let me say this, or it is in fact classified. Let me say this about how petty this is. While there are more egregious accusations, this particular recording is about a petty political argument between him and General Milley, where he wants to prove that he's telling the truth. He's already called Milley a liar. But instead of just allowing that to be it, the political entanglement, he decides to go a step further. For the sake of argument, let's assume Donald Trump was telling the truth. Holding classified documents against a general of the US military and then sharing those classified documents with other individuals who have absolutely no clearance at all. Well, that's just crazy. All right, here's what he said when we knew the content before the recording, here it is. You can imagine. I don't want to dwell on it, but according to the indictment, you were here at Bedminster on July 21st, 2021, after you're no longer president, and you were recorded saying that you had a document detailing a plan of attack on another country that was prepared by the US military for you when you were president, the Iran attack plan. You remember that? Ready? You were recorded. It wasn't a document. Okay. I had lots of paper. I had copies of newspaper articles. I had copies of magazines. I know. This is specifically a quote. You're quoted on the recording saying the document was secret, adding that you could have declassified it while you were president, but quote, now I can't. You know, this is still secret, highly confidential. And the indictment cites the recording and the testimony from people in the room saying you showed it to people there that day. So you say on this, on tape. It says just the opposite. That you can't declassify. So why have it? What I said, when I said that I couldn't declassify it now, that's because I wasn't president. I I never made any bones about that. When I'm not president, I can't declassify. That's what you said. You didn't declassify it. I said no, no. I said I couldn't. I could have declassified the document, Brett. There was no document. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else talking about Iran and other things. And it may have been held up or may not, but that was not a document. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles. I'm just saying what the indictment says. Well, they, the recording people, and the look, people in the room who these testified. These people are very dishonest people. They're thugs. They're thugs. If you look at what they've done, to other people, what they've done to and overturned in the US Supreme Court. These are thugs. These the suggestion was people. that you wanted this as evidence that the military, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Milley, had preemptively sent you plans for a possible attack on Iran and that you didn't order that to happen. That's the suggestion. I never ordered it to happen, no. But no. that's why you wanted the document. I don't I don't think I've ever seen a document from Milley. Milley, frankly, was incompetent. The last one I'd want to attack with as my leader would be Milley. That I can tell you. All right, last I think you thing know on this. You, there are 31 documents listed. Nuclear capabilities of foreign countries, related to military capabilities of foreign countries, intelligence briefings on foreign countries. Why do you want to hold on to those documents after you're president? I don't say I do. You just didn't we know what was in the boxes? With NARA giving them back. All of a sudden we've got raided, which is a violation of my you know, Fourth Amendment rights. They raided my home and they came and they took things. We were discussing this with NARA. Lies, all lies. It is interesting when somebody starts saying per se in their explanation about themselves, they're lying. That is what Donald Trump said during the interview. Now, what is his strategy? 
to lie, yes, but to also make you believe that everybody, including law enforcement, the prosecutors, the grand jury, the witnesses against him, his once friends, colleagues, and probably even family members are all joining in a conspiracy to get him. This is part of the narrative he's starting now. Here it is. We are a failing nation. We are a nation in decline. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. It's totally corrupt and we will never let it happen. This is the final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. And we will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media, and we will defeat crooked Joe Biden. We will liberate America from these villains once and for all. Propaganda, nothing but pure propaganda, antithetical to truth, completely 100% utterly contrary to reality. Trump is now saying that the tape you heard actually exonerates him. Let's put it up full mass. When you lead a delusional group, you can say delusional things. Donald J. Trump says the deranged special prosecutor, Jack Smith, working in conjunction with the DOJ and FBI. And by the way, that's how it works. They do work together. Illegally leaked and spawned a tape and transcript of me. Uh Uh-oh, that's the part right there. Bring it back to me. I don't need to read anything else. Trump, let me tell you what you've just done to your defense team. You see, in order to authenticate the tape, the defense would go through procedures to stop it being introduced as evidence because the prosecution has to certify, authenticate that this is actually a tape that is you, that it was properly done. The chain of evidence was maintained, no editing took place, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what happens when you self-certify that is you? None of that matters anymore. You said it is you. This is why attorneys tell clients to shut the hell up. You just self-certified one of the key pieces of evidence against you in the upcoming trial. There's more. Then he put in all caps, very interesting. Could somebody please explain to the deranged Trump hating Jack Smith? His family, which is a veiled threat, by the way, and his friends. That as President of the United States, I come under the Presidential Records Act. As affirmed by the Clinton Sox case. Not by this psycho's fantasy of the never used before Espionage Act of 1917. Smith should be looking at cricket Joe Biden and all of the crimes that he has perpetrated on the American public including the millions of millions and millions of dollars he extorted from foreign countries. Now, at this point, we have deciphered the code. If Trump is saying Biden, 
stole or extorted millions from foreign countries, that likely means that's what Trump did. They need to look into that. But it is ironic, is it not, that Donald Trump is literally saying, well, this is all about Jack Smith. This is about the DOJ. This is about the the left, the media. Fox News is not the left wing media. The Republicans who are now coming out against you, Donald Trump, they are not part of some left wing conspiracy. There's more. Trump is completely right about the Presidential Records Act. He does fall under it. Pull it up. Here's what it says. The Presidential Records Act says that the moment a president leaves office, the National Archives and Records Administration gets custody and control of all, of all, of all presidential records from the administration. Nothing in the act says there should be a prolonged talk or negotiated agreement between a former president and the National Archives and Records Administration over a former president's return of presidential documents. Much less that there should have been a much long battle after the agency first contacted Trump's team in 2021 to try to get some of the records that had not been handed over. At the end of his presidency, they still gave the man a one year courtesy. They gave him a one year courtesy. He did not oblige by the standard associated with that courtesy. And so now you have what you have. Sharon, there's a lot to unpack. Obviously, the man is lying through his teeth. More recordings are guaranteed to be there. At some point, we will hear them. What say you? In the newsroom, we both worked in them before. I remember being in some where there were so many mistakes, Dr. Ritchie, that I began to say, though, this can't be. Mm. We must have someone who's planted here, who's actually working for the competition, and they're on the payroll. We're missing something here because I have to believe at this point, Donald Trump is actually working for Jack Smith, okay? <laughs> it's, this whole thing is, is so silly. He can't possibly be confessing right down to, he's going through the statute and he's confessing to every single thing. Why have a trial? I don't wanna spend a dollar on this. Yeah, the man literally has confessed to all crimes <laughs> against yes. him. All right, it's <laughs> insane. Okay, we will bring you updates as they come. Once again, I promise you the government has more tapes. The more Donald Trump talks, the more they're going to leak it. We will bring it to you. An update, 10 year old girl being handcuffed by Sacramento PD. Officials are outraged by this. Here's the video. Probation search, open the door. Sacramento police, probation search, open the door. This is not one of those ones that bends in the middle. No, it's actually this one. This one. That's been open. Just cover that longer. I got it. Two more times. Hi, can you unlock this, please? Can you open this screen door? It's the police department. 
Can you open this? Hey, Sacramento Police Department, come to the door. Come to the door. Can you open this, man? Come to the door right now. Listen, we're going to kick the door down, and we don't want to do that. Come to the door right now. Open the door. I'm a baby. Open the you're door. You're not a baby if you're not listening. Open the door. Come outside. Come outside right now. Who is here? You're going Who is here? No, you don't get to go and hide and turn off the lights. That's not how this works. Okay, but you're going to be the team of handcuffs. Because you're not listening. I'm scared. Why are you running and hiding? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. How old are you? 10 years of age, a baby. The baby said, I'm a baby. Put up the picture. Let me give you the background and update. The Sacramento Police Department, the Sacramento Police Department is facing a backlash after video of a 10 year old black child. A little girl being handcuffed during a raid in 2022. It is now, it has now resurfaced. Body camera footage from the Sacramento Police Department shows the child in red and black pajamas being handcuffed <coughs> while she's crying out for her mommy. The officers were reportedly conducting a probation raid in connection with a stolen car and firearms. According to Sacramento police investigations, it's unclear if the suspect was connected to the home or not. In the video, three white male officers bang on the front door and windows and demand the girl to open the door. Two of them then pulled on the iron grills on the security door, seemingly in an effort to break it off. The girl appears hesitant, but eventually follows their direction. Quote, I'm a baby. The girl can be heard saying when she opens the door, you're not a baby if you're not listening, one of the officer replies. The second officer yells, come outside right now. You don't get to go and hide and turn off the lights. That's not how this works. Remember, 10 year old child. The teary eyed girl is then immediately handcuffed by one of the officers while the other officer starts to search the home. Quote, I'm scared, I'm scared, mommy, she cries. I'm scared, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. The interaction was detailed in an adult conducted, in an audit conducted, excuse me, by the Office of the Public Safety Accountability. According to multiple reports, the audit included 100 complaints of improper search and seizure against Sacramento police officers. The mother of the 10-year-old also submitted a formal complaint, but guess what? It was dismissed according to the audit. Let's put it with the chief of police. Police chief Kathy Lester said, and I quote, we are certainly aware of the trauma and impacts that something like this, like that, an, in, an interaction with police can have on our community. I can assure you that we will conduct outreach to the family, and see what we can do to make it better. She also added that the department will work on policy to prevent similar occurrences. 
There is no circumstance, the chief says, where it's okay to handcuff a 10 year old girl, regardless of race. Lester said in the council meeting on June 20th. Let me bring up the why, heart of the why. Research shows that black children are often treated differently by police compared to children of other races due to implicit biases, stereotypes, and preconceptions about black children along with disproportionate policing in majority minority communities contribute to the targeting and harsher treatment they experience. OPSA director Letitia Watson said the mother of the girl in the video told her the 10 year old is now afraid of the police. See how the cycle starts? See how it happens? You see why it is required that we have the talk with our black children? Who would not be afraid when something like that is at your front door? I know grown people who would have been hesitant to open the door out of fear, not because they're hiding anything. And there's no indication whatsoever that this child nor anyone else in the home was trying to hide. It was simply bedtime, that is it. And typically when there is a probation raid, there's also an investigation to understand who's in the household. So that you are aware if children are there. For them to treat this 10 year old child as if this 10 year old child is a grown person trying to harm them cannot be tolerated. Unfortunately, it is. Now you will hear politicians and even the police chief say harsh words. But this 10 year old child had a harsh experience. We should not allow things just because they are technically permissible based on their standards. It is not permissible based on ours. And at the end of the day, we're the ones, citizens, people that pay taxes. We're the ones who fund that entire operation. It is time out. Time out for us literally funding our own oppression. This is what your lawmakers should be presenting solutions. This is where remedy can be implemented. But instead, they give you red meat. They argue about cultural things that really cannot be changed by policy, while at the same time, ignoring the values that you present. Ignoring the 10 year old child who had that experience. Sharon, thoughts here? Well, because they saw the little girl as a, not a girl or not a baby, but a slick black mm. pre woman is what they saw her as. Mm. It's disgusting, and so are they. And I don't want to hear this seemingly well intentioned chief say two things. I don't want to ever hear it again. Regardless of race, when race is, as you eloquently pointed out, Dr. Ritchie, the crux of the matter. And number two, I don't want to hear her talk about new policy. We don't need new policy. We need people who care and see no. people as human beings. It's not about That's new right. policy. You can't write enough policy. That's right, especially when the culture eats that policy alive. Mm -hmm.
the racist white woman who shot and killed her neighbor, a black mother? Well, according to the DA, it's not enough evidence to prosecute. Let's put up the picture full mass. I'm going to read between the lines on a couple of things, bear with me. Susan Lawrence, we brought you this story when it first happened. The woman who shot her black neighbor, AJ Owens, through a locked door after self-admittedly shouting racial slurs at Owens' children, calling them slaves, will not be charged with murder. Florida officials, Florida officials cite, and I quote, insufficient evidence as cause for declining to file murder charges in a press release on June 26th. As deplorable as the defendant's actions were in the case, there is insufficient evidence to prove this specific and required element of second degree murder, the press release states. While some may not agree with that decision, I can assure you that the decision was thoughtful and made without consideration of any factors other than the specific facts of this terrible crime. There's more, the state attorney's office says they would have to prove that Lorenz has a depraved mind in order to charge her with murder, which requires evidence of hatred, spite, ill will or evil intent toward the victim at the time of the killing. Now, let me provide some reading between the lines. You're in Florida. If you remember, ladies and gentlemen, the woman did not even get arrested until there was a national movement to arrest her. The cop, the sheriff comes out, basically defends his actions not to immediately arrest this woman and says, I'm just following Florida law. I don't have to like Florida law, but I'm going to follow it. She gets arrested eventually, reluctantly. All of a sudden, the charges are dropped. No murder charge, this is absolute murder. And then the statute is cited by way of context that you have to prove a depraved mind. It doesn't take much to prove a depraved mind. As a matter of fact, in that state, the murder alone can be evidence of a depraved mind. Look it up, it's under the case law. In addition to that, a depraved mind can also have what's called contextual evidence, meaning things you did prior, such as calling people the N word or abusing their children. That can be utilized also. Unfortunately, this prosecutor, who admits this is a crime, has decided to become a de facto defense attorney for this particular charge while citing the statute that we can all see clearly, clearly could apply as a depraved individual based on history, based on action and based on context, there's more. Let's put it up, the loss of mother, daughter and family member has shaken up the Owens family who had to fight for an arrest to be made in the first place. And have been fighting for a murder charge, murder charge to be filed against this killer. After wave of shooting, 
A wave of shootings prompted by stepping on another's property. This is another instance sure to increase nationwide anxiety, especially for black and brown people. According to lawyers for Owens family, the conflict that led Owens, that led to Owens death began when her kids were playing in a field near their apartment complex. Lawrence the killer began yelling at the kids to get off her land, calling them racial slurs. The children fled and fled the field and accidentally left behind an iPad, which Lawrence collected. She stole it. When Owen's kids went to Lawrence's home to retrieve it, Owen's family lawyer says that Lawrence threw it, made it a weapon at that time, hitting one of the children, which is in fact child abuse based on the statute in Florida. Owens then came to the home to confront this neighbor who just abused a minor. That's when this abusive racist neighbor shot and killed Owens through not only the door, but the locked door, Florida. See, this is it, this is that great fork in the road. We are in the battle of our lives. We are battling for the soul of this nation. Now, I don't know where this is going to end up in the final analysis. I'm talking about this whole thing. But I hope you stand with me and we'll go down fighting. We'll go down fighting together. But we cannot ignore these things and we cannot act as if they are normative. These things are meant to be called out and they must be called out every single time it happens. There is no way this woman should not have a murder charge given all of the evidence that's available for public record. And if you get a different DA in that position, you get a different outcome. Elect people who are not afraid, elect individuals who are willing to do what is necessary. And yes, there is a political pressure in the state of Florida to do the unthinkable, to let people get away with killing black folks. That is a sentiment by many. We need people who are not afraid to stand up, sharing thoughts. Yeah, and this one was in plain sight, Dr. Ritchie. Remember Ahmaud Arbery and the yeah. prosecutor there, Jackie Johnson. There, there was a long time where we didn't, weren't treated to that horrific footage, but she knew it. Okay, That's maybe right. these two went to the same school. But the next time the NAACP tells black people not to go to Florida, beware. You might not want to put memes on the internet, and you might want to heed the warning because this is real. This is real. The facts you just laid out there are horrific and obvi. They're so obvi. Yep. But yet here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And can she still be prosecuted later? Yes, she can. Can a new DA get elected and file charges? Yep. Double jeopardy is not attached. She has not been adjudicated. So this does not have to be over, is my point. You get new leaders, you get new outcomes. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Good to be with you. Once again, let me read some of these amazing comments. All right, Trista. Uh, Bozo, you were the commander in chief. Of course, General Miller presented military strategy and plan 
to you for your consideration and final approval. It's called chain of command. That's, that is exactly how it happens, right? I don't think Trump understood that at all. All right, YouTube, um, I think this is Derlich. Uh, thank you for that. We live in an overwhelmingly white neighborhood. And my three-year-old started to meet children with darker skin and it made him uncomfortable. Do you have some tricks I could use to help him with that? That's interesting. Um, familiarity, three years of age, they don't have much concept for um, skin color at all. And so I would definitely recommend uh, there be an intentional effort for diversity, okay? Jamal G, uh, wait till they Mirandize him. He'll cease all that yapping real quick. No, he won't. I, I know we, no, but, but he won't though. That's the great thing about it. That's a beautiful thing, actually. Uh, C. Michael Henson, thank you, C. Michael. <clears throat> when you are, are as old as Trump and lie as much as he does, it can be difficult to remember what lie you told and when you told it. Keep talking, Donnie. That's right. That's what the government wants him to do. Keep talking. Uh, also, C. Michael, thank you again. You're you're not a baby because you don't listen? Question mark. Make it make sense, please. I'm a K through 12 teacher. Babies sometimes don't listen. They're still babies. Exactly. Uh, these cops are so quick to try to adult a child, right? That they'll say the most ridiculous things. And in hindsight, you realize, well, that was a dumbass statement. Twitch. All right, Savage underscore Lou. It should be illegal to use taxpayer money to bail out police criminals, take it from their effing already overfunded retirement, and no more paid time off vacations for crime. Sit at home with an ankle monitor. There you go. All right, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Yes, you are. I'm not even. Owner. This guy's being a weirdo. She's following me around to the trash can. No, I haven't. I've been walking recording. Around. I'm back in. And of course, I'm minding my own business. Weirdo. Hey. What? You're a weirdo. Okay, now I have to call the police. You, you, know you can go inside. No, I'm sitting in my suit, buddy. Kill. No, it's okay. What? I'm You're gonna. Kill. Hey, it's okay. Hey. 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 What is going on? She just what? What is she, she doing? She doesn't like you. I actually have more video, uh, but realize this is Karen number one and Karen number two, in my opinion. Uh, as soon as Karen number one walks away. Here comes mail Karen, Karen number two. Hey, buddy, you can just go in your house. She doesn't like you. Well, that's her right not to like somebody. I need more context. What's really happening? Here it is. She feels very harassed by what you. What is she doing? I feel very stop, harassed stop, by stop, you. Stop, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? You got a freaking weapon? What are you doing? It's, it's she broke the thing. You have a weapon? No, bitch. Close the door, fat ass. Quit, quit. You know what's interesting to me is that routinely I've seen Karens that we have covered. And once again, I submit that as my opinion. Karens that we have covered will claim, you know, they are A, afraid of somebody, somebody's harassing them, but they have no fear. And they seem to have this 
super strength, right? Like nothing can stop them. Sharon, you saw the um, push into his uh, door, uh, which is against the law, obviously. And harassment, which I don't see context here for what else what else is going on other than a guy trying to figure it out too. What are your thoughts? Thoughts are these are some of the most violent, uh, vile creatures, if you will, Dr. Ritchie. They belong on the front lines, um, <laughs> except front lines. Uh, Ukraine could use them right now, except they're not controllable. They don't take orders. Um, they won't comport themselves appropriately. Yeah. This is a classic example of why proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Yeah, I mean that was just wow. Let's make now. it round. Wow now. now. There you go. All right, that's up before you. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You feel French. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. All right, sir. What's your name? My name is Nick. Because I got a survey right now. I got a survey on this thing. Yes, sir. Don't worry, you're calling the police too. Have a nice Where's day. Where's my receipt? You Go should ahead. have. You never handed it to me, sir. I did. I, I did hand it to you. I don't have. I mean, bro, check this out. I'll print you some paper, and there's that number right there. Boom. But I need. I need my receipt so I can do the service, so I can have the number on the prompt. Well, I don't know what you did with your receipt, sir. If you don't have it, there's nothing I can do for I you. I gave it to you. I gave it to her. Do you have this receipt still back here? I got more video. Now, remember, this is about a receipt because there's a survey on the receipt. He wants to call that damn 1 800 number. Here's what happened next. I gave it to her. The hell? Because of the receipt? The man literally gave him another receipt that had the number on it. See that? Right there. He said, hey man, I'll give you this one. Same numbers on there. Go ahead and make the call. Big ups to the Taco Bell workers who did keep their cool. Let's put it up again. That move right there, sir, this move right here, where you're handing the, the receipt to a guy because you noticed that you can get him the number another way. Good thinking, employee of the year. It's unfortunate that this male Karen still lost his cool. I will say this about those who work in the restaurant industry. I used to work in the restaurant industry myself. Nobody deserves to be treated like that, male Karen. So I'm happy to expose you right here on indisputable. Perhaps this grants an opportunity at reflection. You don't treat people like that, man. Doesn't matter what kind of day you have. Sharing thoughts. And the male Karen deserved a karate chop to the back of the head. So I too commend this employee at the Taco Bell for not taking the bait. It was really entrapment. And yeah. the employee fooled the male Karen. And they continue to rise above it. So yeah. kudos. Yeah. Yeah. He got he got lucky at that Taco Bell because I know some Taco Bells that it would not have worked out like that. Ooh. All right. Glenwood. Yeah, Glenwood.
We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. What up? Welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read a couple of these comments. I am definitely pressed for time, but we'll read as many as I can, okay? All right. Um, C. Michael Henson, thank you again. Is it me or do many Karens only date beta males? <laughs> Question mark. Um, Sticks Dragon Sharon, uh, thank you for that. Dumpy Trumpy tells a lie. Who out there is surprised when the law finds what he said? Dumpy Trumpy lies again. That's right. He will continue this. Um, Louis Torres, welcome to Indisputable. Thank you so much. Twitch. Let's go to the underscore electricians. This is first time in a long time I've been able to catch Indisputable live. Good to see you, Dr. Richard, and good to be seen. And glad to have you here. All right, we'll appreciate you. Okay, hell of a thing. We just got to put it up full mass. Walmart decides to put a black male employee inside of a damn cage and tell people to pay money to get him out. This is not an SNL skit, nor an insensitive joke. This is real. Walmart in Providence, Rhode Island is now under scrutiny after they decided to put a black man in a cage in the middle of the store. And according to them, they had a great reason for doing it. It was for the children. They were raising money for children. One of the richest companies on the planet Earth needed to put a black male inside of a cage in their store so that they can raise money for children. Let me give you background to this. Insanity, according to Providence Journal. Walmart was conducting a Hasbro Children's Miracle Network fundraiser and decided to put a black employee in a makeshift cage with a sign reading, I'm in jail. I need bail. Help me raise $50 to get out. The sign also read, quote, all donations going to Hasbro Children's Miracle Network. What? Response from Walmart, here it is. Joe Pennington, a Walmart Corporation spokesman confirmed to the journal that the location was participating in an annual Children's Miracle Network Hospitals fundraiser. But what the store did in Providence was against store policy. Wait, wait a minute, spokesperson. It's against store policy to put employees inside of cages at Walmart? You don't say. Let's continue. But what the store did in Providence was against policy. The jail fundraiser goes against company policy and should never be used, Pennington said. We are reinforcing this with our stores in the area. <laughs> like, okay, you gotta tell them not to put black people inside of cages that are meant for the basketballs or the soccer balls. Okay. Pennington said, we are reinforcing this with our stores in the area and this display has been removed from our Providence location. Um, Sarah Lyons, a spokeswoman for Lifespan Health System, claims the company did not know about the fundraiser. As a partner of the Children's Miracle Network, Walmart has been a great supporting partner of Hasbro Children's Hospital and we are very appreciative. We were not 
aware of this particular fundraiser held as part of the Children's Miracle Network campaign. And have spoken with both the Children's Miracle Network and a local store, the local store about fundraising alternatives moving forward. You do realize that this was discussed, submitted as a proposed idea, vetted, approved, then they recruited an employee had the employee who works for the company do this thing. Not at one point did somebody in management say, whoa, guys, wait a minute. Putting somebody inside of a cage may not be the best idea. There has to be significant either A, insensitivity, or B, they just don't give up. It's one or the other. It's nothing in between. It is insane. Now, I will say this uh, to the individual who endured what the employer told him to do. You may want to call an attorney. All right? All right. Sharing thoughts here. Yeah, I hope that he can. And I don't know if Attorney Crump will take his case because this is, you know, really, really. Walmart been dumb. Okay, this is the same corporation that sets senior citizens up to get cussed out for checking people's receipts as they leave the store. Yeah. Okay, set senior citizens up to get cussed out and worse, it's happened worse. So I'm not surprised, Walmart, you don't need to check with the store and form new policy. You need to put the cage away and fire the manager. Right, exactly. I mean, that whole line about we're now reinforcing with our <laughs> other stores not to put black men in cages. <laughs> It might be a crime. <laughs> it may be. I mean, like literally, it may actually be against the law what they did here. <laughs> this is an update to a story we brought you first. Cop decides to get violent with a teenager who poses no threat. Well, guess what? We were right. He has a history of violence. Let me remind you of the video. Here it is. saw the whole thing, put up the picture of this coward cop. There he is, Officer James Rodriguez assaulted a teenager in his custody. The officer in the video was terminated effective immediately. 
That's according to Warren Police Commissioner William Dyer. In the lead up to his termination, the commissioner said the officer and his representatives waived his right to an employment hearing that was scheduled before the commissioner on Friday. Officer Rodriguez is also facing two misdemeanor criminal charges over the incident involving Jaquan Smith, 19 years of age of Detroit, which was captured on video. Rodriguez had been with the department for more than 14 years and was on unpaid leave after the incident. Charges against him, Rodriguez was arraigned on June 20th in 37th District Court and Warren on assault and assault and battery charges. A 93 day misdemeanor and a public officer willful neglect of duty, a one year misdemeanor. He was arrested on a $5,000 personal bond. His pretrial is set for July 13th, according to court records. But see, number one, the charges are too damn light for what he did. He's an officer. He is supposed to be held to a higher standard of responsibility, not lower, higher. And what he did was a violation of his oath. He could have been charged with violation of oath of office, but he was not. Look at his history. As with many of these officers, they have a long history. So the commissioner told the free press that Officer Rodriguez's history violations include using excessive force. That's called physical battery. Conduct unbecoming an officer and failure to have his body camera running. The commissioner said he reviewed the personal file of this cop and found at least two instances of excessive force. He said there was a prior discipline against Rodriguez, but he declined to comment on the details. Isn't that something? You literally have individuals who exhibit psychopathic tendencies, but they have a license to kill. We don't get their background. We're not privy to the complaints. They know your background, they know mine. Why can't we know theirs? They don't pay me, they don't pay you, we pay them. See, the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act would have created a mandate so that we could have access to this kind of information without them playing hide the damn pickle all the time. One of the worst things you can have in your community is a cop on the force for 14 years who acts in this way. Why? Imagine the damage he did, not simply the aggression and the excessive force. That's bad, yes. But think about the damage that permeates beyond that. The distrust between community and cop. The stories that are shared among associates and friends and colleagues, children. Making them never trust anyone in uniform. Having an antithetical attitude about everyone who has authority, especially in law enforcement. The cycle continues because bad faith cops like him not only exist, but typically are protected. This is a problem. So yes, 
They got rid of one guy. He is not the systemic dynamic. The system is still in place. Share your thoughts. Well, there's other problems too, Doc. Like the fake ass commissioner who delivered the line about two previous something or another excessive right. force things. And then what about the other two bozos missing their unicycles who rushed in? And for right. just a second, I thought they were going to help the victim and arrest the perpetrator. They participated in this. What about those clowns? Yep, exactly. And that's why duty to report has to be maintained and enforced. And also, we got to start seeing some cops arresting cops that are on duty. All right, that was an arrestable offense right there. That teenager had absolutely no reason to be hit by an officer. But once again, they are held to a lower standard of responsibility, not a higher. We have more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, a lot of show left. Let me read just a couple of comments really quick. Um, Twitch, Fidel Castro Oil, <laughs> also donated money at a retail store is less a donation and more a tax gift to the C-suite. You have a point, you are correct. All right, a store manager, you won't believe this, a store manager, according to the allegation stops an employee from leaving. We have the video. Here it is. I'm trying to get my stuff. I don't have to leave you my bags. No, I don't. Yes. No, I don't. I don't have to leave you my bags. Open this door so I can go. You mad because I want to go home to take my medicine. That's all you mad about because I want to go home and take my medicine. I don't have to give you nothing. I need to go get my stuff. I have yes, stuff in there. Uh, I have to I'll get my get, stuff. I'll get security to go get your stuff. I need it now. I need it now. I don't want to talk to you no more. I don't care if you want to talk to you. Look how you acting. You know you ain't supposed to do this. You know well, you're not you supposed, supposed to, do. to do this. You don't have the right to not give me your badge. You're, you're fired. You're not supposed to. I'm not you fired. Are, I didn't yes, do are. anything. I'm the manager on duty. I didn't do anything. I'm talking to HR in the morning because I didn't do anything. You can talk to HR. I've already sent them a whole Get out of my way. There's more. And it is in Alabama. Here it is. When I told you to go back to your line and get those parts, you said no. I said I don't have any parts. How was and I going to go to the line? She didn't have any. I went to 300 already. Y'all uh, being wrong. You better not touch me. You better not touch me. You cannot touch me. This is a this is a lawsuit. This is a lawsuit right here. You're touching me. Wait, he ain't supposed to touch me. And I'm finna, and I'm, this is a lawsuit right here. This is a lawsuit. It is because you wouldn't give this me This is a lawsuit. You're not supposed to touch me. You're the one that ran into You're me. not, I didn't run you into you. Into me, You're not supposed to touch me. And hurt me. Mike, now you better I'm get hurt. out of my face because you don't know what I am. Take a picture. She stood on my toe. And it hurt. Go. Don't touch my phone. Now no, you want me to go? Your I ain't got to give you nothing. Unbelievable. Put it up full mass. This is the woman behind the camera, Marquita Lachey, a full time associate at KTH Leesburg Products LLC, a working mother who says she worked 
sometimes 21 hours a day with three jobs to make sure her kids have a good life. KTH Parts Industries is a tier one automotive supplier for underbody structural parts, providing automotive components to companies worldwide. This is a major, major company. Marquita went on TikTok a few days later to give a, a little more background to what happened leading up to the confrontation. Here it is. We work 430 to 1. Um, we get off at 1 o'clock. At 1.15, I was thinking I was going to have to work overtime. Um, I told my team leader that I, I wanted to take a point and I wanted to go home because I had been having anxiety attacks and take my medicine. Uh, I asked Mr. Daniels to sign my time card, and he wouldn't sign it. He got real, real aggressive with me. Um, I asked another team leader, because he told me I wasn't leaving. Mr. Daniels told me that I wasn't leaving until I gave him 300 part. I asked another coordinator to sign my time card, and he signed it. And Michael Daniels got upset, and he told me to go to another room with him and two other coordinators, two other coordinators. He told me that um, I was fired. Um, I was trying to get out the room. He told me I was fired. And um, so I was trying to get out. I got, I eventually I got out, it was two doors. One of them was locked and I got out the other door. Um, as I was making my entry exit, like I was headed towards the door, Mr. Daniel stood in front of the door. And then that's when I, cause I didn't know at this time what was gonna happen. Put him up full mass. According to the young lady, she says this is her manager, Michael Daniels. In her update video, she also stated that her manager, Michael Daniels, had been fired because of the incident. However, Marquita herself, herself was still let go as well because she, and I quote, stepped on his toe, despite the fact that before this incident, she has had excellent evaluations previously, which she also showed on TikTok, okay? The text transcript says zero quality issues or marker check issues, zero mislabels, runs a production, runs at production pace, follows overtime and break standards. In the update video, Marquita also discussed the aftermath of what's next. Here it is. Uh, the EOC has done an investigation, and I do have a um, right to sue letter. Um, a warrant has not been served on Mr. Daniels because I did file charges on Mr. Daniels, and um, a warrant has not been served yet on him. On Mr. Daniels, but um, I that's pretty much all I'm gonna say because I this video is long and um, talking about it really just like it just just talking about it 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 just makes me want it makes me relive the situation and I'm not really wanting to relive the situation again. I think everyone can understand that. Black women are the most unprotected demographic 
in the United States of America and frankly across the planet. For a manager to believe he has this level of authority over another human being is baffling. But in the context of their context, it makes sense to them. You see, as a manager, he did not have the authority to get property nor to stop someone's movement. He can't do that, he has no right. And then to add injury to insult, she is let go as well. Because according to her, they said she stepped on his foot. If he would not have been in the way of her trying to exit, there is no foot to step on. All right, sharing thoughts here. I'm happy that she made it off the plantation alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm happy about, that her, this violent overseer did not do more harm to her. And by the way, he didn't block her path, it's called kidnapping. Yep. And he didn't get aggressive with her, it's called physical assault. That's right, the warrant should be issued. We will see what the update is in just a few days. Uh, but naturally, multiple crimes were done. That's my opinion, that's how I see it. Update, a story that we brought you about an employer who likely killed his employee, put him in a septic tank. Well, we were correct, unfortunately, and that employer has now been sentenced. Let's put it up for mass. It's a hell of a story. Daniel Triplett, remember this, a former city councilman and businessman in Oklahoma was sentenced to life in prison after being found guilty in April of killing his coworker, Brent Mack and burying him under a septic tank. Let me give you the background. Investigators said that Triplett fired Brent Mack on September 20th, 2021 and gave him a $1,000 severance before dropping him off at a laundromat. Mack went missing and Triplett was discovered to be the last person to see him alive. Police reviewed surveillance footage from outside of the laundromat and saw Triplett's truck drive by, but never actually stop. They then began to question the councilman about the last job he and Mac did together. Triplett told the police that it was on September 8th in Crescent. During the search of the councilman's home, investigators dug up the septic tank on October 21st. And state anthropologists used a probe to find the body. According to multiple reports, investigators found a wallet with Mac's ID after the body was exhumed. They also found that Triplett shot Mac in the back while he was down in the hole. The Oklahoma State Medical Examiner's Office autopsy report states that Mac died from a gunshot wound to the upper back. Triplett had his bond revoked on January 2022 after being released from the $500,000 bond December 2021. He claimed self-defense during the trial by stating that Mac became angry after he told him that it was his last day on the job. Now, we knew what happened the first time we reported this story to you. 
We also knew that if he wasn't as sloppy, this councilman gets away with murder. But he was sloppy. Things were not tied tightly. So understand how egregious this crime was. This man literally was talking to the family of the deceased, lying to the family about what happened. A councilman who served the community was willing to commit cold blooded murder. And according to the narrative, he had the man dig his own grave before he killed him. Acting as if this was some sort of job opportunity for him. And he was getting paid for it. That's evil. Personified. Sharing thoughts here. And apparently he's gonna appeal. Was gonna claim self-defense. Did they dig up the rest of his property, Dr. Ritchie? Because there's no way that you're this kind of mobster and you only did something once. It's a good point. It's a damn good point. Make sure you look at him for more. I agree. All right. Well, guess what? A Trump supporter, at least a former one, one who raided the Capitol, committed domestic terrorism, has admitted she was in a cult. Being a Trump supporter is a cult. Put it up. She is now out of the cult. Repentant Capitol rioter calls Donald Trump a cult leader. Look at her. This woman is 70 years of age. Look at her. Okay. She stormed the Capitol because she was radicalized by the cult leader known as Donald Trump. A woman who stormed the Capitol for former President Donald Trump is now repentant of her actions. And she now thinks the former president is, in fact, leader of a cult. In an interview with the Daily Beast, the 70 year old Idaho resident, Pamela Hemphill, says she was horrified when Trump recently used her case to argue that Capitol rioters faced unfair prosecutions. Although she was once a dedicated MAGA devotee, she now says that she regrets getting sucked into the former president's orbit. You don't see it as a cult when you're in it, she said. You don't recognize it. Hinfield will go on to spend 60 days in prison for breaking into the Capitol. But it wasn't until she returned home to her family that she received an intervention that pulled her out of total dedication to the cult leader known as the former president. Quote, a family was telling me, Pam, Pam, you're in a cult. You really need to get out of that. We really care about you, but this is a cult. You're trapped in a cult, she said. After this, she tells the Daily Beast that she started to see more of Trump's flaws. I started to see the narcissistic behavior, she said. And I said, wait, wait, this is gaslighting. This is not true. There's more that she talked about in this interview. I encourage you to see it. The thing that made a difference for her was that she had a family that loved her. 
The family, they didn't, they did not criticize her. They did not make her feel small. They made her feel loved. Donald Trump has significant power over individuals who are looking for a place they belong. He's exploiting their loneliness, their emptiness, their need for connection. If you have someone in your family who's like this, read this story, look at the interview and understand it is possible to get people away from that cult. All right, sharing thoughts. God bless this beautiful American family. You're right, we can all learn from them. They deprogrammed her, thank yep, God. She was deprogrammed sure because this could have been a lot worse. She is a 70 year old grandmother with all her teeth and now her restored dignity. That's right, and restored connection to her family. Always a pleasure sharing to have you on the show. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your great work. Appreciate you, Doc, always. Uh, TYT Sports, another installment delivered today. It'll be uploaded soon. So I hope you all will check it out at Sharon Reed Live across all platforms. Always, always love it. We appreciate you. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Models trafficked by a modeling company. Put up the picture full mass. It's no secret that the fashion industry has a reputation of creating predatory environments, especially for young people. But new claims have drawn a more shocking and disturbing picture of what models have endured in the last decade. A new report in Variety details the experiences of more than a dozen models and related employees that claim modeling agencies who represented them helped create a culture ripe for financial and sexual exploitation. Let me give you some claims from this disturbing report. When Say Reynolds was 16, 16 years of age, she shot with a photographer who had been publicly accused of sexual coercion. She says she once received $130 for a total of six weeks of work and was later forced to climb a glacier in high heels before getting naked in freezing weather. A gig, she says, that was never paid for. And despite already losing weight, Ms. Reynolds was encouraged to starve off her hunger by chewing cotton balls. Quote, I remember. My agent saying, cotton balls are organic, so it's fine if you just swallow them to make yourself feel full, end quote. Kaja Sokola, one of the women who came forward with accusations against Harvey Weinstein during the Me Too movement says that the culture of the industry still provides men like Weinstein a special access and proximity to the young models. Many of whom are still teenagers launched into New York City with essentially no adult supervision. In September 2002, this a 16 year old Sokola had just arrived from Poland when she attended an event hosted by her modeling agency 
next. She met Weinstein there. And three days later, she says the producer sexually assaulted her, 16. Modeling agencies are sometimes like pimps for rich people, she says. Let's put it up. Founder of Model Alliance, Sarah Ziff says the abuse went far beyond predatory photographers and eating disorders. Noted that some agencies went as far as recruiting skinny young people from war zones. According to, I'd say Reynolds, they scout for talent at anorexia clinics as well. Ziff and other members of the Model Agent Alliance Agency helped craft legislation titled the Fashion Workers Act, which was designed to hold modeling agencies accountable for model abuse they've caused or enabled. On June 8th, the New York Senate passed the law, bringing models one step closer to basic rights, such as requiring agencies to provide workers copies of their contracts and enacting a zero tolerance policy for abuse. If we care, if we care about people, if we care about young people, if we care about women, we should care about this because it is skewed to adversely impact those who are vulnerable, those who are poor, those who are young. The reality is this, many legislators will not even take this up because it's not part of their, let's just say political brand, the red meat. It's not there for their particular base, talking about Democrats and Republicans. This is a good thing to attack, to stop it from happening. A big massive loophole in the system of modeling has allowed for the creation of a de facto industry known as human trafficking. It has to stop, laws are a good way to hold people accountable. Make sure attention is placed where it should be. Jeff, thoughts on this? The next co-founder said, when we send models to photo shoots, we vet the people and we hope that that model would call us if they were exposed to conditions such as this. The unfortunate part is we're not on every shoot. Maybe they should be. Yep, there you go. Forward, if they wanna do something about this, maybe they should provide the money for somebody to be at every shoot in order to prevent predatory, uh, predatory practices in addition to paying the models what they should be paid, sure. Yeah. All of this thing, all of these things could be done at the same time in order to ensure safety. That's right. Send in undercovers, uh, do exhaustive investigations, hold press conferences, talk about how you're going to make an example of those that you have accused, that you have charged. 